0: So you burned out. First off, you are not alone. A recent study conducted by Indeed reveals 67% of all workers believe that burnout has worsened during the pandemic. That is 67%. It is so easy to see how operations are struggling if the majority of their team are not feeling healthy, fulfilled, and balanced. My guess is that if you've been an entrepreneur for a while, at one point or another, you've experienced some kind of burnout, which is just a prolonged sense of stress that can show up as hopelessness, apathy, lack of motivation, and fatigue. Believe me, I've had many years over the last 31 years of being a business owner where burnout was just the norm. In fact, I used to wear it as a badge because it felt like when I was exhausted, it meant that I was giving it my all. That paradigm, my friend, is completely outdated, and we are ready as a culture to change that. We must change it if we want to do more than survive. But with change comes a few steps. In this episode, we're going to talk about the six dynamic stages of burnout recovery. Let's go. and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Stage one is denial. It's common, especially for high achievers, to be in denial. Why? Because we don't want to be stopped. Basically, we have patterns that we're used to, and those patterns could include over-delivering, over-consuming, overworking, etc. Even though those excessive habits aren't helping us to feel balanced. It's what we know so we keep doing them. There is also an innate fear that if we stop, if we change, if we slow down, that things will just fall apart. And the laundry list of responsibilities pop in our head with that all too familiar message that only we can do this, that we are the only ones that can do the task the way that it really should be done. Can you relate? Yes, perfectionism is a common personality trait among people who experience burnout. In fact, years ago, even after getting a medical diagnosis of adrenal fatigue, I dismissed it. I was so entrenched in my business. I had no intention of changing anything. It wasn't until years later that I shifted, and more on that in a bit. So if you're in the denial stage... Take a moment and ask yourself if any of the following resonates. Are you anxious? Do you feel stuck or have a lack of purpose? Are you tired or have a hard time sleeping or when you wake up, you just don't feel rested? Do you constantly feel behind the eight ball and have a nervous stomach like you're forgetting something? Are you numb? Do you experience self-doubt? Do you feel hopeless or helpless? Do you have a sense of detachment? Do you lack motivation or creativity? Are you just going through the motions? If you resonate with these signs, if you're nodding your head and saying, yep, that sounds like me, this awareness and acknowledgement will help you move out of denial. And once you do, you can start taking the necessary steps to heal. And even baby steps will help begin the journey. Stage two is anger. After denial, anger usually pops up. We're mad. We're mad at the situation. We're mad at our bodies and minds. I was frustrated when my system would kick up a visual migraine. And really, it was the only way that my body could give me this sign to stop because I literally couldn't see anymore because of the blurred vision. And I was angry that my system was fragile and I felt it should be able to keep up with my mind and power through. I was a Taurus, after all. Isn't that what bulls do? We power through? Are you ready to release your anger? Breathing, turning into your emotion and allowing it to bubble up without shame and judgment will help acknowledge it, and it will also help to just let it pass on through. Stuffing will just prolong the situation and cause dis-ease in your body. Release intention by moving, making audible sounds, and even journaling can help the process. And I want to say here, like, With the audible sounds, if you have to scream, just let it out. No shame, no judgment. Because when we pent up our emotions, it's like a pressure cooker. And if we don't have this practice of releasing that steam and letting the pressure out, it can really become unbearable. Honoring your emotions is important. But it's also important to stay mindful if you're lingering in this stage too long. So if you begin to feel negative and bitchy and cynical and stagnant, you most likely are indulging swimming in these anger waters too long. You might need the help of someone else to get up and out, so to get pulled up out of it, or... You may need to dig deep into your personal development tool bag to see what you can do to change your state. Either one is fine. It's whatever you need. Whatever you need is okay. So there's a little bit of permission granting here to tune in, to let what you specifically need bubble up, to honor it, and to go forth with action steps. So If you're going to be kind of digging deep into your own personal development tool bag, you might find that music, dancing, or meditating might change your state enough to pull up and out of it. When anger subsides, stage three is bargaining. You may experience a bit of bargaining. So that may look like, well, if I do this one thing, then I should be able to X, Y, Z or you may be thinking some of the behavior changes should be having a quicker effect. Now, burnout doesn't work like this. You may find that bargaining works really beautifully in other areas of your life, but burnout isn't tick for tack. I want you to remember that burnout is a result of prolonged stress over a period of time. So you didn't fry yourself out overnight, and recovery is not instantaneous either it's layered. There is mindset and habit involved. And anyone that's done transformational work knows that it's a practice, one that requires persistency and patience along the road back to yourself. So just allow that patience to come up to, to, for it to be practiced, right? It, it really is something that we have to be gentle with ourselves and cultivate self-grace, and trust in the process. You are not going to be able to wheel and deal yourself out of anything. So just lean into the journey. Now, the next stage is acceptance. You can finally begin to quiet the inner voices of resistance, denial, anger, and bargaining. This will allow you to be open and curious to exploring modalities to heal. Now, here's the thing. Don't try to implement them all at once. This will kick up perfectionism, task mastering, shame, and unrealistic expectations. In the fragile state of burnout recovery, you have to exercise your sweetest, most tender self to care for your inner self, something that most likely has been neglected for some time. I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to feel strange at first especially if you're used to caring for everything and everyone around you. But it's time for you to take the number one priority slot. You've most likely had signs before, red flags and health scares, but now is really the time that you've come to admit that change isn't just a nice to have, but a must have. So it's very different. And I found one of the first things to do is reduce and remove. This applies to anything that isn't urgent or necessary. Be easy with yourself because your mind might tell you that everything is necessary. And if you could have delegated, you would have by now. But this is not true. When you really get honest with yourself, you will be able to declutter and sift through tasks, media, and maybe even people that no longer serve you. Prioritize your sleep. Sleep is a massive healing agent. It has the power to restore you and bring a fresh, new perspective. Caveat here don't think a few nights of Z's or even a solid week of eight hour sleeps is going to cure you, because it most likely won't. Prioritizing sleep is a habit, and turning off your brain and electronics one hour before bedtime. Is a ritual that will serve you, so adopt it. Again, don't try to pile on the healthy to-dos here, like supplements, nutrition, movement, meditation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This will just become another to-do list that will most likely feel like a burden and won't have any sticking power. Brain dump a list that feels like habits and rituals that will serve you. Rank it in priority. Pick one. After your sleep is dialed in, pick one of those priorities. And don't add another one until you feel grounded and at ease. This may take a month or more. So this is, again, this is a long-haul healing strategy. It's not a one or done. It is not have a headache, take an Advil kind of thing. So, for example, say you want to add a daily walk to ease tension. Move take in nature, and have a consistent, healthy outlet. Awesome. I love that strategy. So many studies have shown that walking is an awesome wellness routine. All right, great. Pick that. Schedule it. Try it on. Give it your all. Side note, don't multitask on the walk with taking in digital inputs or talking on the phone. Really give yourself permission to just be in the moment. Do this until you start to feel benefits. Once you feel in the groove with this new addition, really in the groove, then go back to your healthy list and pick the next priority. Ask yourself, does this resonate now? If it does, begin to slowly implement that one as well. Slow is the key. Go slow, be easy on yourself, check in with your mind, your heart, your spirit, and body. How are you holistically feeling about everything? If you've slipped into cramming your schedule, go back and repeat the white space tip. If you've slipped back into answering emails until 11 a.m. and aren't getting 8 or 9 hours of sleep, tweak that p.m. bookend until you have that dialed in. This is a dance. Healing burnout is not one and done. Again, there is no pill or magic wand that will make you feel refreshed and like a powerhouse. Believe me, if there was, I would have bought it by now. The key message here is you have the power to change. And by listening to this, you have started the journey. Know that you are supported. You are not alone. And there are a ton of resources out there. My best suggestion is simply start. Start in your own backyard listening to your inner voice and body cues, and allow nature to refresh you. I am here for you, my friend. I know that you also have everything within you to turn this around. Your healing journey starts now. Until next week, breathe joy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on six dynamic stages of burnout recovery. Why did I add the word dynamic Because these stages are constantly changing and evolving based on your activity and progress. To recap the stages, stage one is denial. Once we shine a light, awareness opens the door to change. Stage two is anger. Honor the emotions that come up for you. Be mindful not to stuff what is trying to be expressed and felt. Stage three is bargaining. Negotiating will not speed the process. You must prioritize yourself, and as we know, there are no shortcuts to transformation. Stage four is acceptance. Once you've accepted your physical and emotional state, there is a newfound sense of being grounded. This will allow you to move forward into the change work. Stage five is all about implementing. Little by little, day by day, you will start to turn things around through positive implementation. Stage six, and I could have stopped with stage five, but I really feel this step is where lasting support occurs. And stage six is practice persistently. Trust the process and continue it even when you start to feel better because sustainable change occurs with habit change. And once you get into the habit of self-care, stick with it so there isn't a landslide or slip back you're going to feel so much better. So there you have it, the six dynamic stages of burnout recovery. You may not experience all stages as you are as unique as your fingerprint. Wherever you are in the journey, know that you've got the power to improve, change, grow, and learn. I usually share podcast feedback at the end of each episode. Today, I'll be sharing client feedback regarding a recent coaching engagement. Erin shares, I completed my coaching sessions with Casey this week, and I'm feeling emotional about some of the breakthroughs I was able to have as a result of her presence, curiosity, support, and reflection. She is truly a highly intuitive master coach, and I am grateful for the opportunity to be coached by her, end quote. That truly touches my heart. I wanted to share this with you because if you're looking for support, I encourage you to reach out to me. My passion is helping women leaders and CEOs grow their business without burnout. Feel free to book a complimentary strategy session with me at caseyrossi.com strategy. And I'll drop that link into the show notes for you. Until soon, my friend, breathe joy.